It is Wednesday, October 4th, and you are listening to Run That Back. I am Scott Bunn. And I am Tom Chalmers, and this is your Indie Sports Radio. Tom, it's October. Great sports month. 10-4, good buddy. 10-4. Just hang in there. You, man, you get me every time. Every good work. time. Good work, Tom. Yes, it's October. Yeah. Great, great sports month. Uh, NFL and college football are in full steam. We've got the Premier League. Champions League is going. Hockey starts really soon. Then the NBA starts in just like a week and a half. Right. And uh, then the baseball playoffs are happening. Indeed, but the NBA did find a way to uh, creep into the headlines this week. Um, with some big trades. Yep. So we'll be talking about that. We'll be talking about some football. A little later in the program, uh, old friend Matt Pagoshnik will be calling in. His Minnesota Twins are in the Major League Baseball playoffs. And um, we're also winding down the Formula One season. So whenever we've got Matt on the phone, we're contractually obligated to talk Formula One. Vroom, vroom. Great. And we've also got Bob Clausen in the studio. Hey, Bob, how are you? I'm great, guys. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Yeah, sure. Back. G- great to have you. So we're going to have Matt on in, in the second half of the show, yes. but we do want to talk about um, the big stuff that's uh, that's been going on in the sports world. Why don't we start with those basketball trades that you mentioned right at the top? Um, do some like NBA nerd stuff. Yes. Um, so we we mentioned it briefly at the end of uh, the last. Um, the last show, uh, Damian Lillard finally on the move, long rumored to be traded specifically to the Miami Heat. He did not do that. He wound up at not the, so fast, uh, my friend. Exactly with the Milwaukee Bucks, so, uh, traded for DeAndre Ayton, Drew Holiday, uh, Phoenix was involved, uh, lots of other teams. It was kind of fun to have one of those kind of trades. Um, but then um, a couple days later, people were like, mm, "Portland's probably going to trade Drew Holiday." He's an older guy, experienced playoff veteran, not the sort that a rebuilding team necessarily needs. So then they traded them to your favorite team, the Boston Celtics, um, for Malcolm Brogdon, uh, Rob Williams, and pick swaps, draft picks. So um, coming from a Celtics fan perspective, how did you feel? Um uh, uh, hooray that they Good. have definitely uh, w- when Marcus Smart went away I was like oh but there went a lot of your grit yeah. and like your defense and otherwise um, so you got that back and uh, a ball handler so that Jason Tatum and uh, Jalen Brown don't necessarily have to uh, create and do especially Jalen Brown yes. <laughs> yeah. um, drive to the middle with no plan yes, yes. Um, so hooray for all that but uh, I uh, was sort of like oh but some guys are going away like i like robert williams yeah I thought right he was sure a, a really unique player he for me he had a robert Parrish quality mm-hmm. about him the chief going back many years for the celtics i'm just sort of the, the 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 quiet man in the center sort of just goes about doing what he does um uh uh which i <laughs> believe it or not i thought about this watching the uh the fiba world cup mm-hmm. kind of thing um yeah. and seeing uh, uh daniel tice uh play yeah, for germany right. and uh-huh. i was like oh i miss him yeah like i missed that that character that that's flavor mm-hmm. of, of of the team and like you know and so i just don't know again we've got some great great stars but i, yeah. I don't know who the um uh, uh, uh kind of hard underbelly of the, yeah. the team is anymore so i just get a little nervous one of those players gets hurts and it gets hurt and it all goes away and especially porzingis which was the other big um move that the celtics made yes. this offseason so it it felt as though they wanted to give the team a little bit of a shake-up you yep. know and i mean drew holiday 
you know, he he's an NBA champion, you know, uh, and is by all accounts just a fantastic locker room guy. And maybe the Celtics needed that too. Right. You know, it's sometimes there's seems like, do you guys even like each other? Sure. You know, so um, I think it's it's worth the mood. Plus, you know, Rob Rob Williams, he was hard to stay on the court. Yeah. Like, um, yeah, in a seven game series, he would play three and a half games. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. So, I mean, it's worth a try. You know, no, like you want to get better, and I think it's appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, uh, former uh, head coach, yeah. Um, Brad Stevens. Brad Stevens um, is definitely not going well. Well, let's just see how it goes. That was sort of the complaint with Danny Ainge a few years back of like, well, we have these picks, but we'll see what we yeah. can do with them. Like, yeah, but now is now. Like, right. you're really pretty good now. Uh, why are we holding things? Um, so it feels like they've gone to the other end a little bit. We don't have any picks coming up yeah. in the next few years. And, and again, four. Uh, of sort of the better players in the league, yeah. um, plus Derek White, who's re- yep, really quite good. Very good. good. Um, so that is an awesome starting lineup. But just that, I just I, I don't know uh, who is below like Pritchard and otherwise. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh boy, there there is so again scrappy players. Mm-hmm. Um, guys, guys will do well. But uh, um, I, I I was listening to someone today who was just like, yeah, you know, a bench uh, scoring is overrated, and uh, yeah. you need stars, and you do. Um, but it does help to sort of know that uh, the second wave ha- has has some oomph to it. Totally. Uh, so uh, yeah, we'll look forward and, to talking. Just, I also little... just think it's yeah. so sadly that as soon as the uh, trade with uh, Lillard to more, well, they are immediately the, the the top favorite kind of thing, and then three days later, Drew held again. Well, they are immediately, <laughs> well, immediately yeah. and I was like, well, like not much has changed for the Nuggets, and yeah. they looked re- like so. All that is, just, I just find so silly the yeah. uh, rush to be front line to <laughs> say I called it. I called it. Yeah. Uh, I was like, yeah, they haven't played yet. Yeah, like, I know. They have no idea. Maybe this again. We We've seen that. We're like, oh, seems like this would be a good combination, but there's just something. Someone keeps waiting for the ball or overpassing or something. Quite you know? um, so uh, we shall see. Yeah. So we'll see. Uh, we'll be talking uh, about the NBA in mm-hmm. great detail coming up uh, in just a couple of weeks. Uh, so let's shift over to professional football. Yes. Um, mostly because uh, I'm excited to talk about it. As uh, you should be. So the Bills uh, mm-hmm. went up against uh, Miami Dolphins. We're going to talk about rivalries. Uh, the Dolphins uh, is certainly one of those. And uh, yeah, it was a big hype thing. The Dolphins were undefeated. The Bills were 2-1 and one going in. Dolphins put up 70 points um, the week before against the Broncos. And uh, yeah, so uh, the Bills played as well as you could have asked, um, especially, I mean, the defense needed to uh, figure some things out at the beginning because Miami sure did look good. But then as the game sort of wound down, you could see Tua getting tighter and tighter. Uh, but Josh Allen looked fantastic. And when he's playing like that, it's really um, hard for us to lose. So so we like to ask, yeah. uh, you know, uh, did you see the game? How did you see the game? So were you uh, able to watch that with your uh, Buffalo crew here in yes, town? Yes, yes, we were. So, um, um, did Ed, do you know any did any Dolphins uh, fans, colleagues, or otherwise uh, dare to kind of go? This is our year. Yeah, poke I don't. The bear a little bit. I don't really know uh, any Dolphins fans. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. and um, and I'm also not a good trash talker. Uh, you and I <laughs> yeah. have talked about that because it just turns into me being a real jerk. <laughs> yeah. You know, so I try not to do that. I'm like, I would probably would have been like, yeah, the Dolphins look great because they yeah. did. Yeah. You know. But um, we did have a little like 
dolphin that somebody bought, like a little, I don't know, plastic kind mm-hmm. of foam type thing. And so it's the, what we in the, the Wiccan world call a totem. Yeah. Sure. And the kids were finding, and I was part of this, creative ways to like put it into situations. And we were taking <laughs> pictures of it. So, like, we like put it on the grill, uh-huh. we put it into the oven, we like put it under the tire of the car so it looks like it was backing under over uh, over it and then like like putting it over the toilet like we're adjusting flushing it so that was really fun it was it was a fun game uh yes uh that was a game i got to listen to on the radio and Mm. it actually held up i was driving back from charleston on sunday afternoon um but yeah it was 14 14 in a hurry yeah uh Buffalo gets the ball, yeah. drives like, oh yeah, it's gonna be a great day. Oh, Dolphins do the same yeah. thing right back. Oh, here we go, Buffalo. Yeah, yeah. Oh, but yeah. So you're like, wow, who, which of these teams is somehow going to be prevented from scoring? Uh, and that t- did turn out uh, on that <laughs> when it finally came back around, like the Bills did, as you said, figure some things out. Yeah. And then there's a, a physicality to the way Josh Allen plays that uh, the Dolphins can't seem to counter defensively. Yeah, I, you know, we talked about this a few weeks ago where it was like, what happened against him with the Jets? He plays against the Dolphins really well. Yeah. Like, he just always has for whatever reason. Matchups. And and against the Jets, he, he struggles against yeah. them. So, like, and also week one is sometimes hard to find your footing and everything like that. So, um, I... I hope we can continue this. The, then we have to go to London. We're playing Jacksonville this week. You are, and Jacksonville uh, is now back to back in mm-hmm. London. So they've been there yep. all week. They've um, been like at Big Ben, filling up on been, bangers and mash. Yeah, um, so you're getting nice and fat and yeah. not getting fluoride in your water. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> what, what happened? To, uh, uh, yeah, Lawrence's teeth. Um, uh, but and I'm just so it's all silly. But there was just a lot of you know, with some reason, people were quick to be like, "The bills are done. The bills are over. They yeah. had their time. Let's move on," kind of thing. And I was like, "You mean the team that beat all the other good teams in the regular yeah. season last year, and then yeah, fell off in the playoffs? It was disappointing." They would had all some, say that. Josh but, Allen was injured too, right, you but know. Some, and also one of the craziest things that's happened yeah, to right. pro sports eventually was going to sort of like kind of fall out from underneath and be like, "Oh my god." We just went through. We, had, we played a game that didn't count because yeah. that guy almost died. Actually, did and came back. You know. And then he played yeah. today, uh, uh, this past so, Sunday. Yeah. So, when yeah. uh, what some of the kind of Bills naysayers would say, like, well, let, let's see, you know, uh, what they look like um, come January, as right. opposed to you know that yeah, they sure are good in September. But still, there was just like a, a like man, Bills. But they were just so ready to sort of push them away, and I'm like, yeah. on the basis of. Yeah. What this the, the quarterback still I know. in his prime, and there seems to be a really well organized uh, team where they you know if they lose a player that was an unfortunate thing yeah. with your uh, with White going down with Davis White with a, a Achilles Achilles again two yep. years after doing that so that's a bummer yeah um, but anyway so I just wonder if you, you know I just was like man, why why are so people so quick like what did the Bills ever do to would like anger you yeah I know you know? yeah and yeah we didn't have a great playoffs and usually it's just like people think about the last time you played right you know that's usually how it how it goes um, but that's okay. Uh, Bob, how much do you want to talk about the Bears? Um, you came off of a big defeat against uh, the Chiefs the week before, and then going up against um, you know the Denver Broncos, who just gave up so many points. Um, you have a big lead in the first half, and then uh, allow the Broncos to come back and win in overtime. So, 
uh, are you okay? <laughs> I no. guess that's my... <laughs> but I, I'm better than my friends in Chicago and my sisters that were actually at the game. Oh, Ooh, yeah. Yes. yeah. So, um, yes, Looked like a beautiful I, day. I, it did look like yeah. a nice day. Everybody <laughs> yeah. was dressed, you know, didn't have to wear parkas. And um, yeah, let's just say that I kept watching the Buffalo game instead. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, what a meltdown. But, yeah. you know, at least Justin Fields did turn around, played the games, Simon, super Simon. Yeah, stupid, he played well. Made really good plays. Him and DJ Moore hooked up great. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I thought that it was definitely a step in the right direction. Yeah, and something if, to build on. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's still a loss, but something you know to look forward to next week, hopefully. Yeah. Uh, and then, yeah, the uh, NFL in general, uh, we see that, boy, there are, sure are some good teams. Yeah, the, yeah. 49ers continue to look very good. The Cowboys returned to form and, and sure did look really good. And Yeah, and then we had the return of Taylor Swift yeah. um, on Sunday Night Football. Uh, and you you like to talk about the sort of football media um, industrial complex. You know, Zach Wilson, who is this guy? actually played pretty well, you know, and that's the thing. Like he beat the bills a few weeks ago, made some good plays. He beat the bills last year. Like he's not like, he's also been pretty bad at times, but he's a professional athlete and can produce at times as well. And so I really, the jets came back against the chiefs and made it a game. Like we kind of turned it off. And then I was like, they're only eight points down, and I watched the rest of that game, and they were right in it without a little help from the refs. Um, Might have been um, a victory for the Jets. So, Yes. Um, so, uh, Bob, I'll ask you, which leads into something we might talk about next time. So uh, do you take any pleasure that, sure, the Bears lost, but also the Packers lost? Um, so is there a team that you're like, well, if my team's going to lose, I'm also happy at least if that team lose. And, and is that the Packers for you? Always. And in college, it's Purdue, yeah. which, who beat Illinois last week. So that was that was a bummer. And in hockey, it's Detroit, of course. Um, but yes, uh, since Green Bay lost, I, I, I didn't cry in my milk. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Well, that's something we're going to talk about on the other side, just the idea of, like, uh, are there situations when if your team doesn't do as well as you might hope, uh, at least uh, them performing better than a certain team or another team losing uh, lets it land a little easier. All right. So we're talking about sports rivalries. We are. Well, uh, we will be talking uh, some uh, baseball a little later on yep. with uh, with Matt and uh, hooray for the Minnesota Twins making the playoffs mm-hmm. from uh, the uh, Central Division, yes, uh, not so hotly contested Central Division. Um, but uh, all that matters is uh, they're they're playing playoff games right now, and the New York Yankees are not. Uh, yes, uh, so the Yankees, the, the, your favorite team, yeah, that was my favorite baseball team. And uh, so I sort of uh, offered this earlier and uh, checked in with some people. So yeah, it's true. The Yankees did not make the playoffs this year, first time since 2016. Um, and have not uh, won a World Series in a while. So uh, that is uh, disappointing, uh, certainly. It was, was, was just a frustrating season. Um, but it did uh, have a result that the uh, Yankees did finish ahead of the Red Sox in the division. <laughs> yes. Um, and then the uh, the Yankees did finish above 500, and the Red Sox did not. So uh, that is enjoyable for me. Yes. Um, as uh, I am my own version of Tom Petty. Um, so uh, that's what I sort of uh, asked people, and Bob spoke to that a little bit before the break. Uh, are there situations in which uh, if your team doesn't do well, um, you at least take some comfort from the fact that uh, your rival or another team that you don't root don't root for it didn't do well. 
Um, and we got a couple uh, answers. That so Philip Chester, our first guest ever, our, our Bill Murray, yes, um, responded with uh, this question is right up my alley. <laughs> uh, with my sports teams being as inept as they are, uh, my sports fandom is more about rooting against uh, the teams I dislike than anything else. A lot of teams that he dislikes, so it's a challenge. Um, but for him, uh, his season feels worthwhile regardless of where his team finishes if the New Orleans Saints fail. <laughs> as long as the Saints don't win, uh, my season is a success. If the pa- uh, Panthers happen to beat them, then it's even sweeter. Gosh, I would have thought it would be the Falcons with the Panthers, but no, that's I interesting. That Philip, no, yeah. like the Saints. There's always a little bit of like in his voice about that. Can I throw one in there? Please. Did you talk to Jeff Carnavale? Uh, I, I didn't hear back. No. Yeah, because my guess is. Oh, hold on. This just in. Uh, uh, he, he has three words: Saint Tottenham's Day. I was going to say uh, that. Yeah, Saint Tot- Totteringham's Day. That's exactly it. Yes. So that's the day that Arsenal fans celebrate when they know that they are going to finish above Spurs Tottenham wow. in the Premier League, <laughs> and it, it's become Saint Totteringham's Day. Um, and it doesn't always happen, Jeff. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I think uh, two years ago it didn't happen, but yeah, it, whenever that is, that's a that's a big day for us. That's hilarious. Fans. I didn't realize there was actually like a holiday for a team <laughs> to enjoy yes. being better than another team. Yeah, exactly. So there's a whole level of spite that's uh, nationalized. There is. I did. We did hear back from Tim Jackson, our uh, run that back senior college football correspondent. Yes, and uh, we know big uh, Alabama fam. So he says, as a spoiled. Bama fan, anything less than a playoff appearance is a disastrous season. That said, I lived through uh, Mike uh, DuBose, uh, Mike Shula, and Coach Fran, and there were years in which uh, we Bama fans had to take uh, solace where we could. An average or poor season could be somewhat salvaged with wins over Auburn and Tennessee, a win over at least one of those two, either of both of those two having a worse record than Bama, either of both of those two being put on NCAA probation <laughs> and receiving penalties, um, Auburn University falling into a giant sinkhole. Oh, that's fantastic. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, anybody else? Um, I did uh, reach out to my brothers on this. Yeah. So, uh, uh, older brother Bob was very funny and he's like, I have two words for you beat LA. Um, yeah. So uh, that is, uh, which was great. Yeah. As a Lakers. Uh, uh, yeah. Yes. Referring to the LA Lakers. He is a Celtics fan. Yes. That is a, li- a long time chant that, uh, especially Celtics fans like to embrace. Uh, and then, uh, younger brother, Tim, <laughs> this, uh, I was surprised. I, I stirred something up at him. Uh, he's like, Hey, now these questions have stirred up a lot in me, mostly that I am freaking competitive and do not care for losing. I've explained to the <laughs> children if they choose to go to college, they cannot even consider my college rivals. Sad but true. <laughs> That's very funny. Uh, and then, uh, yes, uh, I will always dislike the team my team goes against. I can never root for the Dodgers, Cowboys, Broncos, Chiefs, Heat, <laughs> Mets, Knicks in any situation. Uh, will always root against Lakers, Canadians, Steelers, and Red Sox. Uh, 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 <laughs> But I will say my heart and head always, always against the Red Sox. Uh, again, so yeah, he lives up in Maine. That that yeah. is the heart of Red Sox Nation kind yeah. of thing. So uh, uh, they no longer play each other eighteen times a season. I missed that, but when uh, they did, you bet I kept score. So yes, even though the Yanks continue to disappoint recently, if they are ahead of the Sox or beat them head to head, it's a winning season. Nice. But yes, the Lakers are a close second. Wh- who is yours, Tom? Um. 
I have a guess, but go ahead. Uh, uh, so uh, no, it, it is. I'm with that. It's, it's the Red Sox, but yeah. beyond that, it is the the Broncos. Yeah, I, I, do, I, that's I, I do enjoy that. The, yeah, the Raiders have not been good for a while, but uh, I do believe this uh, winning um, in Week Two was the seventh straight time that mm. the uh, Raiders have beat the beaten the Broncos. So yeah. uh, that that is nice. Yeah. So mine two that I want to talk about um, for the Bills. It's uh, the New England Patriots. Um, for a long time, it was the Miami Dolphins. Sure. The Bills went O for the seventies against the Dolphins, um, never meet, uh, beating them once. Um, but uh, yeah, starting that Belichick Brady thing, uh, the Bills uh, had a fifteen-game losing streak against Oof. the Patriots between two thousand three and two thousand ten, and they were like varying between like heartbreakers like i can't believe we just lost that game to just like utterly demoralized by them too um and so you know like you said with the raiders and broncos the last couple years you know knock on wood but the the bills have uh come out ahead against um uh against the patriots the best one being in the 2021 2022 playoffs so when the Bills lost that heartbreaker 13 seconds against the Chiefs, um, they did go on and previously had beat the Patriots in the playoffs 47-17, which a lot of people say the first perfect offensive game by any team um, where the Bills scored touchdowns on every drive of the entire game without any punts, kicks, or turnovers. So we do have the 13-second Chiefs thing that's like of course dominates that narrative but we do have that but you just that uh, you sit in the basement just replaying that uh, patriots playoff win well, over and over again it, it's pretty sweet and then uh for the other sport i mean i went to wake forest so it's duke i mean like i mean is there any more loathsome team than the <laughs> than the duke college basketball team so we never finish ahead of Duke, so the times that that does happen in college basketball, you're just like, I can't believe that happened. Hooray. Um, so that would be a holiday if all we right. did. Well, uh, thanks to all who participated in my um, uh, petty spite exercise. Um, so let's move to some uh, rising energy and enthusiasm for it is time <laughs> for the return of the local sports calendar. As Asheville FM is so good to do three times a day with the local concert and event calendar, um, when we think to do so and have an awesome intern to work on it, um, <laughs> we present the Run That Back local sports calendar. And here with that is Bob Clausen. Thanks, guys. Last week, last week, the winless Carolina Panthers played the also winless Minnesota Vikings. Unfortunately for Carolina fans, the Panthers are still winless as the Vikings won 21-13. The Panthers won't have it any easier this week as they will have to take on the NFC North leading Tigers in Detroit. In college football, the Clemson Tigers won their first ACC battle of the season, beating Syracuse in Syracuse 31-14. Clemson was led by their stout defense that had five sacks and three forced fumbles. Wake Forest had the Ooh. week off as they get ready to head to Death Valley to take on Clemson this week. Oh, my gosh. Western Carolina beat Citadel 49-14 and take on the Chattanooga Choo-Choos this week. And App State squeaked out one versus L.A. Monroe 41-40 and will play Coastal Carolina next week. The Carolina Hurricanes are in their last week of the preseason and start their skate for Lord Stanley's Cup next week versus Ottawa. <laughs> the Charlotte Hornets, under new ownership, are also in preseason play. <laughs> Closer to home, 
There were a couple of big high school football games. Christ School prevailed over Asheville School 28-7. And guys, I don't know if you saw it or heard about it, but Mama Mission Hospital's helicopter transport landed on the 50-yard line to deliver the game ball for the Asheville High Cougars game versus the AC Reynolds Rockets game. It was quite a spectacle. Big Green did come out on top, though, 20-7. They have homecoming this week versus Irwin, and the Cougars will look to rebound against T.C. Robertson. And finally, in Asheville youth inline hockey news, the Blackhawks went 2-0 this weekend, led by Brady Clausen's five goals. <laughs> Very nice. Uh, it's funny, I did know about the helicopter thing because Stella, my daughter, was there, and she kind of kept saying, like, well, it was packed because of the helicopter thing. And I was like, what helicopter thing? And she's like, you haven't heard about this? It was on the news? And I was like, what happened? And she's like, yeah, the emergency response team was you know, practicing landing there, so they did it. I was like, right before the football game? And it was this big deal. So everybody got there early to see the helicopter land. So it was on the news and everything. Very uh, funny. Fantastic. I, Thanks for bringing that to, to the attention. I think more people uh, yeah, wanted to hear about that. So like we teased at the top, uh, Major League Baseball playoffs have started. And uh, the Minnesota Twins find themselves back in the playoffs. And so when we talk about Minnesota sports, we like to bring in old friend Matt Pogosnik. Matt, are you there? I am here. Hello, gentlemen. Hello. Good to be with you again. Uh, and we come to you at, a, at an exciting moment. Um, they Yes, the game literally just ended nice they, strike three yeah so well uh fantastic yeah we we teased it a little bit <laughs> so the minnesota twins uh are a team that uh you know they have not been uh absent from from the playoffs you know they they do make it uh, but they haven't won a playoff game as, as i said they had lost 18 straight playoff games Oof. uh prior to sure. last night and uh, yes. so that's the first thing. so i mean congrats on winning the uh, the opening round series and uh, advancing to play the Houston Astros i believe um but just talk about last night i mean the celebration after winning game 1 almost felt like they had won a series there was just a little extra fist pump to it so and then just the the stadium was just going crazy so what was that like to finally win a playoff game after 18 straight losses well it i mean i it was pretty Huge. I mean, because the thing is, is that since 2004, because I, I looked it up last night, and I it hadn't really occurred to me, but they basically had not won a playoff game since before my children were born. <laughs> and, and they're and, they're almost about to retire. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. I, Yes, I'm in the home now. I just signed some papers. <laughs> yeah. uh, Max swears everything is fine. Um, no, so my my eldest son is a senior in high school. Wow. And, and he was not born the last time they won a playoff game. The problem is, is that they all through uh, that era, they – would run into the Yankees yes. either at the wild card level or the uh, division championship level. It, it was always, always, always the Yankees. And so <laughs> this year, kind of like 1987, 
they were fortunate in that the Yankees somehow managed to suck more than they did. Yes. <laughs> so so here we are, like heading uh, heading into a, a, a division championship game. It's going to be amazing. Uh- <laughs> Right. So yeah, c- congrats on that. And then just what a crazy series. So this wild card round is, which we didn't haven't talked about the dynamics too much. It's best two out of three. Um, yep. All three games are played at the the home, mm-hmm. uh, you know, at the you know at the same stadium of the you know the, the, the home team, um, and they would should be have been nervous to go up against the Blue Jays. I mean, so that so the Yankees didn't you know make the playoffs, but that's because. The other three teams ahead of them in that division are really good. The Orioles, yes. Blue Jays, and um, Rays are really quite good. Um, so, yeah, they had plenty of reason to be nervous, but somehow the Blue Jays just couldn't score in this series. They had uh, uh, men and you know, runners in scoring position almost constantly and somehow just couldn't get them across the plate. Uh, did they score any runs in the series? Uh, yesterday they scored one. Right. If I'm remembering, yeah, it was three one yesterday, and today was uh, two two zero. So, and I know, like, uh, I was watching the game on uh, the the play by play online. I actually listened to the game on the radio on the way home from work. Nice. Uh, and yeah, just for old time's sake. And uh, then I had the game on the computer. Uh, when I got home from work, and at one point they they had the bases loaded, uh, and 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 maybe no outs, maybe there was one out, but they you know they they hit into a double play and didn't score. Yeah. So and then the they, previous inning, um, uh, they had the bases loaded, uh, uh, two outs, but uh, Sunny Gray was sort of on the ropes a little bit, um, and. Uh, he manages to pick uh, Vlad Guerrero Jr. Oh, yeah. uh, off of second yeah, yeah. base, I didn't see that. having yeah. a little too aggressive a lead. I mean, it was great. It's uh, Correa, right? He's the shortstop. Yep. Is that right? Yep. Um, he yep. did. He did exactly as you sort of coach. He did, sort of does like a little sneak step, sneak step, full sweep in. Sonny Gray turns around to his right and just like, like throws it straight to the base um, and picked it off and. Just Guerrero couldn't believe Vlad, Vlad Jr. couldn't believe it. He was like, "No, look at look at it, look!" And then they showed it on the big screen. And he was like, "Oh, I really am out." Yeah. Okay. yeah. <laughs> uh, and so, uh, and we also saw a Minnesota Twins rookie. This was yesterday. Uh, was became just the third player in baseball history to hit a home run in each of his first two playoff plate appearances, which is really cool. Uh, but um, this is like a a team, the Twins team, without any real stars. You sort of compared them. You mentioned the '87 Twins. Uh, you said they they kind of remind you of that previous team. Well, uh, for sure. I mean, the and it's. I think it speaks to sort of the um, the kind of the the malaise that's sort of grown around the team. You know, over uh, these last few seasons of, of you know kind of. You know, continual mediocrity where in you know we sort of stopped paying attention and now they've kind of like backed into the playoffs <laughs> right. really so you know in 87 that team's record was 525 wow they they yeah they won they won that that division with or they went to the you know they went to the championship with a record of 525 the previous season, they, that team had lost 91 games. 
Yeah. Almost a hundred games. And so then they, then the next season, in 87, they back into the playoffs, beat the lions and then the Tigers, the Tigers. Sorry, the Tigers. We're Detroit. reversing the earlier mistake. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> beat the Tigers and then beat the Cardinals for the World Series. So I don't know. I mean, at this point, anything could happen. Maybe it's a sort of a. It's all about momentum, and it seems to be a little bit of a Minnesota thing to be peaking at just the right time. It's a very different team. Uh, because, you know, in 87, we had Kirby Puckett, we had Kent Herbeck, we had Gary Gaetti, we had... Um, Frank Viola. Uh, yeah, the, there was just, there were a lot of, of guys on that team who were really, really good and, and, kind of, and like all sort of characters. Mm-hmm. And so they... They were a, a, a team that you could really get interested in. And this this team this year, well, and this team for, you know, about as long as I can remember, except for, you know, uh, Buxton, who, when he's healthy, seems to be, who who's kind of exists in a world without gravity, for yes. whatever reason. Yeah. You know, like, it's, it's not a team where that attracts your attention or, uh, you know, someone completely blows your mind and you want to pay attention. So, you know, this whole season, like if you were on Twitter, you would think this was like a, you know, a third, fourth, fifth place team, but they always sort of managed to be just hanging on to that first place position. So I'm, I'm a little bit flabbergasted because, (laughs) Because, you know, I am from Minnesota, so I'm extremely not accustomed to success. <laughs> so when it happens, you, 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 you die, you're, you're just like, okay, what, what's going to go wrong? Want <laughs> uh, to hear more about this? So the, the Twins are known for being very uh, patient. Mm. Uh, they're sort of like uh, the, the Steelers and that their, their coaches sort of exist for a long time. And right now it is uh, uh, Rocco Baldelli. Is that right? Yes. Um, and uh, uh, I always get him confused with the, the golfer. Um, um, but uh, so what what's his energy like? I mean, he, he doesn't have that same sort of like skipper quality that the, the, the previous uh, long standing uh, coaches did. Um but uh, he just seems perfect for this situation. So tell me a little bit about what it is to, to see him manage that team. Well, I'll tell you, everything I know about Rocco is that he had twins. Ha <laughs> ha. Uh-huh. This year. Yes. Yeah. So. Good branding. <laughs> yeah. yeah exactly. they're, they're, they're extremely on brand. Uh, so, so he, you know, he was out for a while this season, you know, uh, uh dealing with that situation uh i know there's a lot of what i know is that there's a great deal of criticism i shouldn't say a great deal but there's a bit of criticism about the way he manages uh you know maybe a little bit of over managing but that seems to be what sunk sunk the blue jays tonight so Mm. uh it's it's a it's a situation where they they're just again they seem to be a team 
that is peaking at the right moment and they could possibly make this happen. I mean, at this point, we'll take any sort of series win. And that's why, <laughs> yes. and, you know, and that's why, you know, Tom, you were, yes, they, they, the crowd was freaking out last night. And then when I was listening to the game on the radio uh, today on the way home from work, the, you could, you know, you could barely hear uh, the, the CCO play by play guys over the, cr- the sound of the crowd. Wow. They're just going nuts. And, you know, for Minnesota twins fans, uh, it, this is for them to win this uh, series and or have you know basically any victory in the playoffs. It's it's pretty huge yep. and th- developing that kind of momentum. It, yeah. It's you're like hey, we'll ride this wave, right? Real, real quickly, we didn't have time to talk about how certain teams just sort of fell out of the playoffs. Bob here with the Chicago Cubs, he'd rather not talk about, <laughs> but also the Reds and otherwise. Um, but I looked, and so the, the, the Twins were one of the few teams that did finish strong. They uh, won seven out of the last ten, and uh, yeah. no other team could say that. Yeah, I mean, it, look, I'm, I'm not going to come on to the air anywhere in the universe right now and be positive, like a hundred percent positive about this team. Cause I'm not, I don't want to be the guy, that guy. Yeah. Like somebody will, yeah, they'll be, they'll be like, I heard Pogachnik was on a <laughs> show in Asheville talking the team up. <laughs> Well, and uh, and that is a Midwestern thing to, you know, yes. sort of uh, uh, underwhelm and, oh, look, we're pleasantly surprised by things. Um, and then, uh, you know, also there is the thing of like baseball is a crapshoot in the playoffs. As you mentioned that before, like building momentum, sometimes that that does just carry over and will will take unexpected teams there like the Phillies made it to the playoffs last uh, into those series last year we weren't expecting that but uh very quickly before we take a break is it also just like we love having the twins because the Vikings continue to frustrate (laughs) us and puzzle us and so it's just like just let them do their thing and we can just follow this normal franchise (laughs) <laughs> I uh, I don't I think the the Vikings my lord the Vikings <laughs> I I think it's I think that in I think in in Minnesota that we're 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 very good at compartmentalizing our feelings about each individual team Fantastic. and so like right now I mean, in this very moment, the Vikings don't even exist. Yes, and so it's it's not it's not like a oh well, at least the Twins are doing great. It's it's at this point, we're just going to take anything we can get, (laughs) anything. Well, uh, Matt, that's fantastic. We uh, we are certainly rooting for the Twins. We like a good underdog story, so that will be great. Let's uh, we're going to take a little break, uh, but then, as I said at the top, we are. contractually oblig- obligated to talk formula one with you 
Okay, we've got just a couple minutes left with Matt. Uh, we, Like I said, we need to talk Formula One with you. We had you on at the beginning of the season doing a little bit of a preview. Um, so we want to know about both the the actual season and then the netflix show so um tell us uh has this been a an enjoyable season from both aspects uh yeah i mean this has been a fun season overall i mean obviously red bull uh max verstappen are uh and red bull and max verstappen are just completely walking away yeah with the championship he's going to most likely clinch the championship on uh friday this week they've i think this weekend is a is the sprint weekend so there are some points awarded on a uh, on sort of a friday shootout race uh so he's probably going to clinch this weekend mathematically will that Uh, be the earliest it's ever been clinched it's going to be one of the earliest, if not the earliest. Yeah. It'll be right up there with some of those, you know, the, the McLaren cars from the 90s. Uh, but He really does feel like the Sasha Baron Cohen character from Ricky Bobby. <laughs> He's just like always on the like victory stand, just like, well, I won again. What are you going to do? Uh, he, yeah. uh, you know, I, you, I was going to comment, you know, uh, Scott or Tom, you know, used Max in the in the picture on the post on Facebook. And I was just like, oh, it was like, it, not Max. Why does it have to be Max like Indiana <laughs> Jones? Uh, but uh, they have, you know, the designer of that car, Adrian Newey, and that team and Max himself, like, there's really no denying that they are the the most dominant team and car and driver in pretty much the history of the sport. Like, everything aside, it's what they've accomplished is pretty amazing. So I don't... Uh, yeah go ahead i'm sorry finish with that well i was just gonna say they're not like the most likable bunch of people uh the the analogy i would make is you know probably uh belichick and brady yeah at the patriots during during that that dominant era that they had uh, they're not necessarily good people <laughs> but, but but like but they're doing an incredible job and so it's, you know, it's, it's pretty hard to, to deny what they've accomplished. So besides the dominance, what was, um, what was the highlight in terms of like something fun that happened this season that you'd be like, oh yeah, that was, that was pretty great. That's what I'm going to remember about the season. Well, like Carlos Sainz, uh, he won in Singapore. That was a lot of fun to watch happen the uh, uh, red bull had kind of they didn't quite have the car tuned correctly for that track and so ferrari was at, uh, able to pull out a victory uh it was fun early on to watch uh you know like sergio perez uh, max's teammate he did the first like five races he was kind of making a push for the championship and then he's fallen away uh so that was a lot of fun the most fun is definitely uh actually the most fun has been watching uh mclaren Hmm. uh uh lando norris and uh piastri 
uh, uh, Oscar Piastri, an Australian driver. So McLaren had a lot of promise at the end of last season, started out horribly uh, at the beginning of this season. And then, like, in the last probably two, three months, they figured something out, like, technologically with their car. They, you know, brought some upgrades. They... They got their arrow figured out. Something, something clicked for for the team, and and now they're like making like Lando has he hasn't won any races, but he's been on the podium like four out of the last seven races. Mm. Uh, Piastri is you know he's gone from like placing you know towards the back of the pack to being kind of right behind uh, Lando. And so watching that has been actually a lot of fun. Yeah, last race in Japan, they just were, uh, they were both on the podium. Verstappen won, of course, but uh, 2-3 was McLaren. So that's been a blast to kind of watch that happen. I bet uh, Matt, you've always been good to sort of encourage. You really should go watch watch one of these. You have to like if you can attend yep. one live. Um, sort of funny. I don't know if you had a chance uh, uh, on the podcast uh, Smartless. Uh, they had Bill Simmons on uh, recently, uh, and oh. he was sort of talking about how everyone's always like, "Yeah, if you really you just come with me to Formula One, you really enjoy it." And he's like, "Yeah, it sort of feels like Formula One has become uh, the Scientology of sports." <laughs> um, so. <laughs> It's like you just got to come with. You just got to come with. If you see it in person, you'll change your mind. So we we just need to become clear. Yes, you. And and Matt has tried it with me, and I'm like, okay, back, settle down. You know. (laughs) Um, So uh, we we do need to say goodbye, but that did remind me. Maybe we need to um, have you on to um, provide a. uh, review of the upcoming Michael Mann Ferrari movie that's coming out in a couple of months. So, oh, uh, yeah. that, may, I'd be willing to do that. Maybe that's a future thing. So, Matt, thank you so much thank for you, calling in. Uh, we're ro- we're rooting guys. for those twins. Go twins. Bye-bye. Thanks, Bye. Matt. Uh, always great. Um, which brings us right to the end of the show, what we call the Coffin Corner, uh, where we recognize those from the world of um, sports and entertainment and uh, otherwise that have left us this past week. Um, uh, Diane Feinstein, the yep. kind of uh, legendary U.S. politician. She was uh, mayor of San Francisco from 78 to 88 and a member of the U.S. Senate since 1992. Um, Jim Capel, a senior writer for ESPN.com, last wrote for The Athletic. Yeah. Uh, George Reed, Hall of Fame football player, considered one of the greatest running backs in the uh, CFL history. Mm. Um, Russ Francis, uh, NFL tight end for 13 seasons with the Patriots and 49ers, two-time Pro Bowler, won a Super Bowl with the Niners in 1984. Yeah, uh, quickly, when I was a very young sports nerd, I I would go to visit my uh, grandparents in New Jersey, go to their library, and they had this little book of and it was like best tight ends in the NFL and it was like circa 1979 or something like that and it wasn't that year it was a few years later but it's the library you know and so I devoured that book and so there were like tight ends that you wouldn't remember their names except Russ Francis uh, was one of those guys and just talked out so I just like thought this guy was amazing because I read this book and then like looking back at his stats I was like I guess he was all right. Yeah, he's good. Um, so, uh, yeah, not the biggest of Patriots fan, but uh, as 
and sort of in New England sports uh, media, he, he was a good yeah. figure. Uh, and the same thing. So Tim Wakefield, this one's sad. Sure. Uh, 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 major League uh, knuckleball pitcher for the Pirates and Red Sox. He's third in all-time wins for the Red Sox behind Cy Young and Roger Clemens. Uh, incredible. Um, he famously gave up the home run to Aaron frickin' Boone to uh, yep. lose that playoff game to the Yankees, but only to come back and win two World Series with them in 2004 and 2007. And also just like an interesting guy, a cool guy, really generous guy, and... Uh, that uh that's sad and we love knuckleball pitchers yeah. so like that's just a lost art there was i can't remember his name but a a, a pitcher this week threw a knuckleball in a game in honor of tim wickfield which i really like thanks for listening to run that back we'll see you next week